Welcome to HXGN Radio. My name is Brian. And in today's podcast, we're discussing the new era of digital transformation, where it started, how it's evolving, and also where it's going. Joining me today is Dr. Asif Rana, president of Hexagon's Exalt Solutions. Asif, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm pleased to be here, Brian. Thank you for having me. I, I would love to know a little bit more about you and what you do and, you know, what are you nerding out on? What are you excited about right now, even in a personal set? <laughs> <laughs> so many questions here, but I would love to answer them. So I'm, I'm really, you know, uh, happy to be leading Exalt Solutions now. I'm president of Exalt Solutions. It's a, it's a great um, uh, business where we use Exalt as a technology to enable uh, industrial solutions and then bring them to market. Uh, it's also an interesting time in the digital transformation as it's happening across the whole world now. Uh, many uh, verticals that were legacy before are going through this journey of digital transformation and we are kind of right at the cusp of it. So it, uh, very interesting times and in how the market is evolving and growing exponentially uh, and to be at the center of it. Yeah. So I'm really pleased to <laughs> be where we are. That's exciting. I, you know, I, I've said this multiple times on on different podcasts, you know, but just excited to hear the passion that each person keeps bringing. You know, you you've got an excitement for it. You're not just kind of oh, I've got this cool job, but it's like no, I really, you know, I love what I do. And that's hundred percent. Yes, yeah, I love that. So, how did the idea of digital transformation even take off? Yeah, I mean, really a good question. Uh, digital transformation um, is it, almost like a journey. Yeah. It, it doesn't have any, let's say, fixed point where you say it started or, you know, um, is going to end. Um, you know, industries have been, we are in a almost like a fourth industrial revolution now, right? And the third industrial revolution was when all these machines and, um, you know, connected devices and things kind of came up and uh, PLCs and SCADA systems entered in the market. And you started putting sensors on devices and machines. And that kind of started in 60s and 70s a lot. And that was, I would say, the, the, the first stage of the digital transformation. But the real digital transformation as we know now, I, I believe the starting point is, uh, say, end of 90s and, uh, you know, beginning of 2000s. Okay. That's really where the digital transformation took off. Yeah. Uh, when we uh, got massive amount of data coming from Internet of Things sensors, so-called IoT, mm -hmm. it enabled that. Uh, and also we got kind of cloud uh, to, to store all those kind of huge amounts of data. Uh, so that's, I would say, the, the real say, beginning of the digital transformation in many different industries. Uh, and we are now on, on this journey, you know, the whole world, and it's kind of expanding. It's, uh, I would say it's still in its uh, kind of nascent stages, you yeah, know, even yeah. with all these developments yeah. happening. Another thing that also happened in roughly in the same time frame is the uh, kind of advent of uh, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, which started with simple neural networks at the end of 90s. And then, you know, uh, in the first uh, 10 years of this century, it, it got really developed. Uh, so that's also another driver for digital transformation. So now it's in full swing, I would say. It's neat to see, though, that e you know, even if it's, quote, still in its infancy in some way or another, you know, that's a good thing because there's just there's a lot to come still. And there's it's, it's going to be an right. exciting future, honestly. What were some of the primary challenges that it originally was intended to solve? Yeah. So industries uh, historically have always this challenge of um, 
productivity mm-hmm. to increase the productivity yep. they also have this challenge of uh, capital equipment kind of sitting only there you know not being utilized so there is this whole concept of oee which is overall equipment effectiveness how effectively you are using an equipment these are some of the main i would say challenges that industries have had uh and they wanted to increase you know productivity and increase the utilization of equipment um but also you know along came the goals of sustainability really which is very very important now and digital transformation aims to address most of these challenges in a in a cohesive way uh not really as you know uh, addressing only one challenge and then the other but rather cohesively once you kind of connect the uh, systems in a factory for example uh in a seamless way using uh, enterprise integration you address all of them so suddenly you know your people are connected so there is this whole social element to it uh that people can now collaborate so they are not any more siloed they are now connected right and the data has now become kind of fluid which used to be kept in different silos so you can really uh, get values out of it which means you know you have now insights out of this data uh, so you can learn from it so it really kind of and then of course you know bec- becoming more efficient means uh, now you don't have to spend that much for example energy sure. so you are more kind of sustainable so it it really uh, addresses the full spectrum of all these you know historic challenges that uh, have been you know uh, put in front of our industry yeah that's neat which industries do you think were the early adopters into this i would say manufacturing is certainly um, one of the early adopters okay. um, uh, and that's why we also see them most advanced at the moment you okay. know yeah that makes sense uh, all these um, you know sensor systems that are so called for example scada systems you know where you had uh, all the automation happening uh it started with manufacturing so it was um kind of uh, also i would say the birthplace in another word uh maybe you have heard about industry 4.0 industry 4.0 is actually a precursor to digital transformation and now it's coming kind of becoming industry 5.0 you know there is also this buzzword being kind of cir- uh, circulated around so um that's one and then also to some extent aviation you know honestly aviation has also gone through digital transformation a lot you know you see how the people kind of go about you know booking their flights and how they get scheduled and all those kind of uh, network effects that you see uh, they have really leveraged it it still of course you know there is <laughs> a lot more to be done sure. uh, to make people even more happy and you know increase the customer satisfaction level but they are also i would say you know kind of early adopters and are going through the transformation and then of course there are many other agriculture is another good example agriculture you know because of the whole scalability issues you know to to bring food to the world population agriculture had to uh transform itself and i think they are also a very good example of digital transformation good yeah yeah i mean that's a really good point about agriculture you know obviously needing to do that are we are we seeing them at an optimal place right now for you know in agriculture in general or no we're, we're <laughs> no, still I, not even close yeah no we are not but but they are kind of uh, really making good progress there by okay, connecting good. the supply chains and also by connecting really the farm to the market and then processing of the crops you know and then kind of there are i mean there are really infinite ways of increasing the 
uh, efficiency of the any given ecosystem, agriculture being sure. one of them. You know yeah. how you kind of connect the farmer to the right kind of um, you know crops, and then understanding the effect of weather, for example, yes. and uh, the the kind of land and the those kind of analysis of the you know digital analysis of the uh, nutrients, for example, and then how you link it to the optimal crop production, and then how these crops kind of go into the market, and then how they kind of end to end up in the consumer's hands. Yeah. So there is this full. Uh, you know, cycle that has, uh, you know, immense potential. And that's actually true for all industries, you know, that, that we can increase their effectiveness. Yeah, that's great. Well, I appreciate, though, that, you know, these are these are actual industries that are making an impact, too, on the world. It's not just like, yeah, that's cool. We're using this. That's nice. But, you know, it actually means a difference and it can actually feed people and, you know. 100 percent. Yeah. It's not a science project. Yes. It, it, I mean, we. it is really global. Uh, it, ha, it has a global impact. It really affects the lives of uh, people and, you know, brings uh, happiness and also really satisfaction and Absolutely. increases effectiveness yeah. and efficiencies. Well, so kind of going off that a little bit, too, what are some of the evolutions of digital transformation that you've seen? Yeah. So I would say the the, the most important evolution that's happening now is the de-siloing of the data. For example, you have a you have a company, and then in this company there is one uh, let's say production um, uh, function. Then you can also have sales function. Then you also have quality control function. Yeah. Uh, you have also HR function. And historically, you know the data from all these functions used to reside in these functions. And in many cases, it was kind of manual data, you know, mm-hmm. on papers, <laughs> even <Yeah. laughs> worse. Uh, but even if it were digital in the form of, you know, Excel sheets or in some kind of databases, they were kind of uh, isolated and siloed. So the main transformation that's happening right now is that this data is getting kind of de-siloed, that uh, we are kind of uh, providing a flexible backbone that the enterprise data is kind of flowing uh throughout the enterprise. Mm -hmm. And these silos are kind of um, being demolished. The next thing that is now kind of almost at its start now is the uh, kind of use of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Mm -hmm. Once you have the data, what to do with this data is the next question, you know. What do you do with this? I mean, these are enormous amounts of data. I mean, we are talking about, you know, terabytes of data that's yeah. available, you know, or is getting captured. Sure. And that's where it's no human job to understand or find, <laughs> you know, Agreed. patterns in this data. So uh, the evolution is now really using uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning to find patterns in this data, you know. Why, for example, the uh, the failures happen uh, in this particular shift, uh, you know, at 3 a.m., uh, you know, in, in this factory. That's something, for example, that you can only learn, oh, because the humidity is different at that moment, and that's why certain devices fail. Mm. So those kind of patterns we can now recognize in the data and then kind of feedback to make sure, you know, we uh, have those kind of, you know, um, uh, humidity, let's say, sure. uh, enhancement at that time so that it's not dryness at that time. And there are many examples. Sure, really. sure. You know, people, for example, getting um, uh, very tired, you know, and then causing, for example, accidents there to themselves and also, you know, to uh, inside a production environment. Yeah. And then understanding what making it you know why is it happening so those kind of things that uh, artificial intelligence really helps us and then it, it kind of prescribes us you know what you should do to avoid those kind of you know errors and uh, failure points wow. or pain points there how accurate has that all been i mean when it's here it's finding the the commonality whatever that is and then it's saying here's my you know here's the suggestion and then implementing it are they finding that to be 
I mean, pretty pretty close to accurate? It is extremely accurate. Wow. I mean, we have implemented in one of our customers, you know, at uh, in a food and beverage company. And believe me, you know, we have reduced this uh, incidence by almost 80% yeah. in the production lines. Because now we know really why, for example, a conveyor belt is getting stuck, why the trimmer is not working, you know, uh, why this cavity has to be replaced every three months. Mm. <laughs> All of these things suddenly become to, you know, you, you come to light and now you can, yeah. you know, look at it. So it, it, it's extremely helpful and it's 100% sustainability story. Yeah. It is oh, yeah. really what it is. So, you know, it's um, it's goodness. It is. Pure. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love seeing that. There's always, seems like there's always a downside to something, you know? And then you hear about this and you go, I'm just seeing upsides. This is good. This is neat. It is. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, some incredible examples already. Do you have any other impactful examples you want to share or, or have we covered at least a, a good enough amount? No, really. I mean, the, something else that's also close to my heart is this climate change uh, yes. challenge yeah. that the whole humanity is going through. I believe, you know, digital transformation and digital technologies has, uh, they have helped immensely on this front. How would you know, for example, you know, what's the uh, carbon footprint in a given uh, area oh, without yeah. having sensors? Sure. So, and then without having them kind of connected. And then also uh, linking them and correlating them to weather patterns, you know, that you can, you know, with extreme accuracy hmm. pinpoint how the temperature will change in this. And you can predict it like, you know, 10 years in advance. So that's the that's the power of digital transformation happening, for example, for climate change, uh, and then making people realize that the choices they are making have an effect on their future and their future generations. And it's predicting solutions for here's how we can solutions. reduce it. Yes, yes. So that's also very close to my heart, you know, that, yeah, oh, yeah. that, uh, that implementation. Are you finding, not to, not to go too much off on this topic, but are you finding resistance to the data? <laughs> yeah. Like if the data is there, but people just, they don't want to accept it, is that, is, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, it's always, uh, you know, you can have the most cool and elegant solution uh, that you can imagine, but if there is no buy-in from people uh, and they are not on board with it, it, it would kind of bite the dust. That's useless, yeah. So you, you have to really think about the, uh, you know, human element. Sure. Yeah, there are sometimes uh, fears. Of course. Of course, you know, yeah. uh, this is just pure human nature and mm -hmm. we uh, we should accept it rather than, you know, be, <laughs> you know, going kind of crazy about it. You really have to sit with people to understand, you know, what their fears are uh, or apprehensions are and how we can address that. In general, I haven't seen any resistance that we can, we could not answer, you know, ha sitting with them and, you know, sure. discussing that it's really all about uh, improvement in the process yes. and, and doing better things. It's actually to enhance their functions. You know, what happens when digital transformation occurs in any given environment, human functions move to more, uh, say, higher abstraction level. So, because, you know, the kind of data kind of finds its way and then you, you get value out of it. And now humans move towards decision making which is really what we tell people, you know, that's what's going to happen. You, you are now going to exercise the executive functions that where we are good at and let machines kind of take care of the things that are, for example, putting a, a screw always in this, you know, slot here. Sure. This is not something that people like to do uh, in the next generation. And that's also leading also to skill labor shortage there. So, you know, digital transformation addresses that in a very nice way, addressing all these, uh, you know, fears and apprehensions. Yeah. Interesting. So 
what do you see as the main driver or even some of the main drivers of digital transformation today? You know, in anything you yeah. know, what we talked about? I think we already uh, discussed that. Uh, for okay. me, the main drivers are the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, capital equipment efficiency as the one. And the another, other thing which we didn't talk about is the skilled labor shortage. Skilled yes. labor shortage is acute. I mean, if there was any time where it was the problem, it is now, you know. Uh, there's a, a latest uh, survey by McKinsey saying that, you know, we, we will ha have almost 2.6 million jobs in, product, in, in manufacturing only, you know, fully open by 2030, where we won't have any candidate to fill that in. It's almost $1 trillion gap in the skill labor shortage. So how do we solve that? I, I believe the answer to that is really lying in the digital transformation, that you you train people for the jobs quickly, you know, allow those mechanisms to capture the information and then transfer it to the new people so that you don't need, say, five years of training. You know, you, you can bring people, for example, in today and then have them productive tomorrow by kind of fully connecting them with all the relevant stakeholders and making data available at their fingertips. So this is also one major driver, you know, uh, yeah, skill labor shortage for digital transformation. Okay. So what do you see coming in the future then? <laughs> or would you like to see too? I guess that'd be the other thing. Yeah, you know, I believe uh, we need to um, address more, say, human things, you know. I think the, the, the industry will take care of itself. It's really going um, uh, on a good path. Uh, but the human element, the sustainability element needs to get more focus. I really believe, you know, we need to understand what drives people, what motivates them, what kind of career options we can give to them when the digital transformation has fully happened. And, you know, to allay... Uh, these fears to rest that, you know, it's not about uh, humans. It's really, at the end, all about humans and to, to make sure everyone finds the uh, kind of job that they would like to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, human factor, sustainability, I would say that's where we need to focus more okay. going, going forward. Excellent. So any final advice that you would offer to, you know, organization or a leader, you know, wanting to adopt digital transformation? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there could be, there, there are myriads of advice already available. Course, I don't know if course. I can add to that. Um, but one thing that we have learned a lot uh, while implementing digital transformation in the industry is that we need, we need to f keep the business case in focus. We cannot just, you know, go in as cool technology, you know, that, 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 that might work maybe for the uh, mainstream, but really for industrial applications, you need to have a very solid business case behind it. What is the ROI for this investment? How it is going to affect my bottom line? What will be the increase in profit margin? Uh, how it is going to add to the, uh, you know, more productivity or, um, you know, people satisfaction, for example. Mm -hmm. All those things need to be uh, captured, reviewed, and then really kind of set as targets before you embark on the digital transformation journey. Excellent. Yeah, like you said, a lot of advice out there, but that's personal. That's what you've learned, and which means that's what I wanted. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Asif, thank you very much for your time and, and sharing all this. And, and honestly, it's a very, very encouraging and exciting time. So thank you, great. Brian, for having me. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, thank you too. so much. Thank you.
Dr. Asif Rana, president of Hexagon's Exalt Solutions. Thank you for joining us on HXGN Radio. For more information and also to listen to additional episodes, head over to iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And of course, please visit hxgnspotlight.com for more stories from Hexagon and for more information. Thank you again for listening and have yourself an excellent day. Thank you.